Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of The Locker Room. And we have a fantastic show lined up for you. I have three gentlemen with me on the show today. It's fantastic. This one is a Liverpool special. Uh, well, not necessarily Liverpool special, but made special by Liverpool's performance over the weekend. Salah, the king of Old Trafford. And we will get right into it after this. Ball down the channel, and he's played into Fernandez in the penalty area. Here's Harry Kane. Kane goes for What a goal from in business here. Look at scores on second debut. It's only taken 14 minutes. Brilliant. Welcome, everyone. If you're just joining us, welcome to the show. Uh, feel free to like, subscribe, and share widely and wildly. And uh, like I mentioned, we have a fantastic show uh, lined up for you with me tonight, uh, or rather right now, uh, on the show is Kosi. Uh, Kosi, you can say hi. Hey, guys. Um... I mean, I'm looking out for this. You know, I'm looking out for this. I hope it's going to be something big. And thanks for always watching this, you know, big show, The Locker Room, right? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so welcome to The Locker Room here on Top 6 Fan TV. Kosi is an Arsenal fan and he has his own uh, channel as well. So feel free to head down to Kosi's Arsenal, um, you know, uh, Arsenal channel uh, on YouTube and check out his content, fantastic content. And we have Mr. Eric... Uh, who's a Liverpool man, Copite, fantastic time to be a Liverpool fan. Eric, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you very much, um, Matthew. Um, Jamie Carragher said it, Liverpool, we're living the dream right now, Liverpool fans. We're enjoying it every bit. And what a, what a Sunday. Brilliant, brilliant. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> the man from Old Trafford, uh, Mr. Musem, who's jazzy, has mysteriously disappeared, uh, but we do welcome you to the show uh, from, you know, um, from North London. We commiserate with you on the results uh, from the weekend, but I'm sure we will get to hear your view on how things panned out. Uh, but, you know, be strong, my brother, be strong, and we'll get right into that, actually. Uh, what a result at, at Old Trafford, Liverpool 5 uh, and Man United nil. Let's kick it off with Musem. What happened? What happened? What happened to Manchester United? Um, thanks, Matthew. Uh, it's it's very hard to tell you what happened, eh? but um, I guess the whole world saw what happened. Uh, it was such a terrible performance from uh, Ole's team, and uh, I think today's uh, discussion is is purely Ole in or Ole out, and. Uh, of course, as a, a strong, staunch, only out, you know, supporter, I think his time has run out. Uh, it's obvious. Um, the, the results are there for everybody to see. The performances actually are even worse. So, I don't know. Nobody knows what's 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 happening. Really, it's it's a disaster of uh, of a showing. Yesterday was was a disaster, to say the least. 
what a what a what a terrible performance of all games liverpool in in such form you come out and uh, and put out such a team it was it was it was a disaster it was a disaster yeah and uh, uh um you know this man here mo salah running the show with the hat trick the only other player to have scored a hat trick out of old trafford is ronaldo da lima for real madrid and that was in a champions league fixture we all remember that demolition of man united uh by uh ronald you know ronaldo and his galactical buddies uh but 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 eric tell me a victory well deserved um was liverpool in top gear and you know uh you know just too good for man united but one man united just a shambles uh under their current leadership or, or rather management uh by ole yes um look for us any day any day that we can make man you look bad is really a good day. Um, we've been flying this year. Last year was totally disastrous. I mean, totally disastrous. Um, so far, we've been lucky, although our midfield is getting depleted bit by bit. But that's okay. Um, the front three are flying. Yota is also chipping in. Yeah. Our back three, Konate was an animal, you know. He's like, what, 22? Couldn't mm-hmm. smell. He had the goat. He had the goat well tied up. <laughs> Um, Van Dyke is flying again. <laughs> Van Dyke is flying. Our, our, our flying wingers, back, uh, left back, right back. Look, it was all, all systems go. And for us, I was actually really pissed off with Klopp and the team because I think they did not want to go for the jugular. Around minute 60, yeah. I think he sent a message that, guys, take care of yourselves, stay warm. Don't don't go flying anymore into tackles after we lost yeah. um, Keita. So really, okay. for me, I wanted nine. I wanted to go for the record, and we could have. But I think Klopp told them, guys, let's be nice. <laughs> now, Mister Musem, I don't know what you have to say about that, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give someone it's else a- an, a chance to contribute to that discussion right now. Kosi, what was your take from the match? Uh, that transpired. I, I all I saw was uh, a demolition of a so a so called uh, you know top four almost champions championship contender in Man United uh, thoroughly torn apart. What was your view of the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really didn't have a you know a different view. I, I think they played so poorly, Manchester United. I said it when they were uh, when the lineups were out. I looked at uh, Liverpool, and and for me. What I say in that game is Liverpool were not far stretched in terms of quality, um, in terms of how they played. I, I didn't see a Liverpool side that had come to, uh, you know, play you know, to, to play a, a massive derby. It's just that Manchester United so made it, you know, made it so easy for them. They, for me, I, I, I blame it on Oli. I, I put it on Oli. However much I, I want to blame the players and and and, and whatnot, um, I think. The midfield has always been a shambles for Manchester United. And when I looked at uh, Liverpool's midfield, they didn't have Fabinho. Uh, they had they had Keita, who I think had uh, should have been midfielder of the weekend for me. Uh, they had Henderson. Uh, you know, credit what an assist to Salah in the second half. Um, and um, who was the you know who was that who who was there you know the, the other th- Milner, Milner. And, with Milner. And, and Milner it was yeah. so tactical from club you you've got to give him you know all the credit he deserves it was so tactical 
Olegana Sosha, for me, he got it right. You know, he got it absolutely wrong. Um, against Atlanta, I thought I, I think they came with the same mentality. Um, you know, coming back three, uh, coming back two nil down from Atlanta, it it, it gave them a kind of you know, that, that kind of confidence. Maybe uh, we can go at, at at you know at Liverpool. We are at home. We are the Old Trafford. We could just do whatever we want. I feel like I, I just felt like the midfield was. You know, he lost the you know he lost the battle in the midfield. McTominay yeah. and Fred, yeah, I like them. I, I'm, I'm one by the way, I'm one big fan of McTominay. I'm an Arsenal fan, but I like McTominay and and Fred. I like uh, I, I like Fred's uh, work rate. If I had a player uh, in Arsenal that has the work rate of Fred in that midfield, uh, we are far better because he has the legs, he has he has the guards, he's working, um, he's hard working and things like that. But for me. It's, it was a battle of quality, and you're leaving a world class player in Paul Pogba uh, on the pitch, uh, you know, on the bench, and starting, you know, McTominay and Fred. I didn't agree with that, uh, honestly. I, I didn't agree with that, and he just made it so easy for Liverpool. Um, I, I looked at the first goal, that's a, that, that's a very cheap goal. The second goal, still a very cheap goal. The third goal, the midfield was was a shambles and it has always been a shambles for Manchester United uh, I mean since last season there are two problems they had Maguire and Linderoff they brought in Rafa Varane uh, you thought they also had a problem of, of, of Fred and McTominay you thought they could get you know go for a, a person like Mavinga you thought you could, they could go for a person like uh, probably Ruben Neves someone to make that midfield count um, someone to challenge they, they did make Liverpool work for anything they achieved in that, you know, in that game, the Liverpool yeah, didn't so, want. Kosi, Kosi, Kosi. Let me, yeah. sorry, let me, let me just uh, cut you, cut you short there because I don't want to lose the important points you're raising for us to to yeah. skip them. Uh, Absolutely. You know, um, so 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 I, I want Eric to react to uh, to 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 the better round. Um, <clears throat> And unfortunately, Musem has dropped off. I'm sure he'll get back on. But I want Eric to react to that better round. Uh, the bit around Liverpool's uh, tactics on the night and how they overpowered Manchester United's midfield, um, and then we'll you know give that floor on to Musem to uh, you know to to sort of share his reaction to Pogba being left on the bench. Yeah, so yes, Matthew, <clears throat> look when, when the team sheets came out, um, I, I skipped my heart, my heart skipped a bit. I mean, Konate had been bench warming for the better part of the season. I mean, um, Milner, you know, Milner is old man Milner. He just goes in swinging. He misses but, but the ball. But Konate, Konate is a ragaz, so he's actually... He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, really, <laughs> he really impressed me. Then then leaving Mane out for Jota. So we were worried. And when we saw the, the, the Manu team shit, I mean, Manu, really, they can churn out 11 different players and they'll still be strong. But for me, um, Firmino won us that game. I mean, I know, I know Kosi is saying we didn't do so many special things. And actually, I agree with you, because even I was reading Jamie Carragher, you know, I love Jamie Carragher. I think he's the most objective pundit. And he said, <laughs> we didn't play well. Behave yourself. Behave yourself. <laughs> he said, we, we didn't play well, uh, but we were just above average, but Manu was just so shambolic. And Roberto Firmino yesterday just did that false nine thing like on another level because everybody who was popping in from the wings somehow 
got for being Bobby was making, was making two, three midfielders disappear just from shimmies mm. and fakes. You know, he was he was he was a colossus yesterday. So look, I'm not I'm not a very big tactical football guy. Me, I just see, um, like Musemba said, me Miraga. So I, I see I see things in a simpler way. It seems Kosi is the more educated eye. Um, <laughs> but for me, two things. But Firmino was phenomenal. Um, Konate turned up, and Manu was was just nowhere. Keita, oh well. yeah. Kate as well. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think that yeah, the, that, we got that, the right guys on the day for the job. It was, yeah, the guys came in with their noses up, with their tails up. Brilliant. And uh, Musem, what do you have to say about your tails being down? Um, especially Oles, it would appear. Uh, we did see Pogba. Kosi made a point about Pogba being left on the bench at the midfield, lacking that cohesiveness. Uh, in there to actually, you know, uh, win the midfield battle because it was absolutely uh, lost there. So, what, what what was your take on the starting lineups and the tactics, especially the uh, exclusion of Paul Pogba? Uh, first of all, I must say, Kosi is is such a passionate, only kind of fan. I wish I had that same energy today, <laughs> but I, I don't feel that same energy. But he has some good points. He has he has really put forward. But um, in terms of um, team selection, okay, one thing. I think Ole has lost the, dress, the dressing room. Uh, it's clear now that whatever he's communicating in training is not getting onto the players' minds. So, mm. one, Pogba came out, I think, after the Atlanta game, no, after the Leicester game, and said that um, the performances needed to change, the tactics needed to change, something needed to change. So, Ideally, Pogba is the voice of all the, the, the players in the dressing room telling the coach that whatever it is that you're doing has failed. He made one important point. He said, we've had these performances for too long. And this is stretching all the way back to last season, where yeah. the team comes out, concedes two goals, goes into the dressing room at halftime, wakes up, comes and wins 3-2, right? Mm. That the tactics have failed, and you see, Ole is setting up his team as as underdogs. You know what yeah. underdogs do? They 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 they, they low block, right? Then counter attack. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. The last the last team to win a league by counter attacking was Leicester. Leicester was an underdog, and that's why that story is so you know romanticized because they were underdogs. They were low quality, low block. That was Leicester's setup. So that's how Ole has actually been setting up his team throughout as underdogs. You can't you can't win a league as, as underdogs. You can't low block and then attack. That said, for Ole to save his job and his life and his everything, that was the only way he had to set up yesterday. He's uh, done it against Man City before it has worked. Low block, big pump. And then score, right? That's mm. all he had to do yesterday. That's the one thing Ole had to do yesterday, and he couldn't do it. That shows that the man is out of sorts. He's lost it. He can't even do just a simple, basic job to save his job. I mean, it, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. So, so, so uh, not even the, the goat, like uh, Eric mentioned, the goat was all tied up. Uh, I think you see the goat here. 
Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo could bail you guys out uh, with faggy time. What do you think the, you know, um, what do you think has gone wrong from an attacking point of view? Because as much as we're talking about the midfield battle being lost, uh, the reality is, I think for me, that um, Man United are lacking, um, you know, a, a sort of incisive midfielder um, to, you know, to put in crosses when, you know, they, they have, they need to break down resolute defences down, which is what Liverpool was. Uh, so Bruno Fernandes showed glimpses of it, uh, especially in the Champions League, but they're lacking that sort of, um, uh, if I had to give an example, Phil Foden, how, how he was distributing the ball for Manchester City um, in the game uh, that they played over the weekend. Uh, that kind of person who can unlock defenses and and you know Ronaldo at his age is more of a poacher. There have been some criticism lev levied of the entire attacking um, uh, you know lineup for Manchester United, the front three or four, uh, you know, uh, especially around the fact that they don't track back, help with defense, help with winning the ball, help with pressing. That is just not their game. They sit and you know wait further up the field for the ball to be released to them. So uh, that is one criticism. Uh, of United in terms of the way they play. But uh, again, that can only, you know, boomerang back to the manager in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. So, so, so Musem, let me put the question to you. Is it Ole in or Ole out? And I'll go around after that. Uh, but what do you think? Do you, does he need more time? His comments, actually, let me just mention uh, his post-match reaction, one of his comments in the post-match reaction was that, he, you know, they've come too far to give up at this particular point. They put in uh, quite a bit of sweat and blood, and he feels that he's close to achieving something special with this Manchester United side. Ole, Ole, Ole out definitely. However, <laughs> Ole, Ole claimed that he's come too far and he's he's now close to what he wants. The matter mm. of fact is that Ole is so far away from where he needs to be. Ole is so far away from the title. Is so far away from Liverpool, from Man City, from Chelsea, he's miles far away. So the, the, the reports that are coming out is that uh, uh, the board is going to see it and everything. However, I feel Ole has done something for the club, okay? He has bridged that gap between um, Ferguson's time and... Um, yeah, all those managers that came in. Okay, the club was in a toxic environment, kind of. So many things were going wrong in the back. So Ole helped to bridge all that. You know, he's a fan favorite. He's a darling. He's a legend at the club. Mm. You know, he, they would talk about things like he he's, he talks to the canteen ladies and the kit men and all those. Those things are very nice. That's, that's a good story. That kumbaya has to stop. It's now time for the real football on the pitch. Now, Ole is so far away from the tactical geniuses that we see in the Premier League at this point in time. The Premier League has the best coaches in the world right now. And Ole is very far away from that. Actually, in the Premier League, I think Ole is like the 18th or 17th in terms of rank of coaches. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's, he's below people like Brendan Rodgers. He's below... Uh, the Brighton guy, he's below Thomas Frank. The, the, I, I mean, so I don't know what he says. But I, 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 didn't hear you that. I didn't hear you say that when Fagi time, you know, came to fruition against Atalanta, man. You were singing his praises. No, 
I actually, I said, remember I said in the, the last uh, quote that you're peppering cracks. That's what they call peppering cracks, where you score yes. all those last-minute things. Ronaldo actually has been so terrible since, I think, the West Ham game, okay? Mm. You ask me what, what, is, what is missing. Bruno Fernandes has created the most chances in the league. You hear that. But we've scored. Okay, we've scored goals, but in terms of the performances... What's, what's affecting all those guys' performances? Ronaldo, why? Ronaldo doesn't have the legs, okay? One, to play that counter-attack that we were used to. When, when Rashford came back, you could see in just two games, you see what Ole has always wanted to do, where Bruno gets the ball deep and it doesn't matter. Sometimes he doesn't even look. He just releases the ball and the, the runners will, will get onto it, right? Rashford on this side, Greenwood on this side, Goals will come in and, oh, of course, you know, at Old Trafford, the fans will be happy. You'll be scoring goals. As much as the performances will be terrible, you'll be able mm. to win games. You'll be able to beat on some small teams. But mm. now, Ronaldo is an obstacle. Why? Because Ronaldo is no longer that mobile. He can no longer take that quick, you know, release the ball and we just take off, then play the ball back to us. It's, it's affecting everything. Just know Ronaldo, we need him on pitch. We need him on let me, pitch, let me bring in, but he's uh, affecting the performances. Let me bring in Kosti on that point there. Uh, you know, uh, is you know the midfield clicking from an attacking point of view? Is Ronaldo uh, actually holding back Manchester United? Because a few weeks ago, uh, we actually thought that they would uh, you know win the title uh, with Ronaldo coming on. I mean, it's it's debatable when you say that because he's 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 one of the best players in the world and. Uh, that only, I mean, that is your word against that statement. But I, I, I think Musem has a point. When when you see how um, they operate with a, a striker like Edson Cavani, Cavani is old, right? But his work rate and the rate at which he receives the ball, the rate at which he creates uh, creates spaces, uh, the rate at which you know he he gets into the you know into the final uh, area, I think. You know, effectively, I think effectiveness, uh, Ronaldo is better. But in terms of what they want to do as United, in terms of what um, Ole wants wants to do, Cavani is the better player. And, you, you know, you just feel like they play better, they play in a better way uh, when, when, when Cavani is on the pitch. Because, he, like, like Musen says, they love creating spaces to run into. And, and that's what Cavani does. What Ronaldo does is he occupies those places, you've, you know, those spaces. You've got to get the ball, fetch it for him, and then he scores. What Cavani does is, I mean, he's that kind of striker that draws away numbers out of that area. I mean, Rashford can run into it. Uh, um, Greenwood can run into it. And Bruno is going to score you more goals because, you know, that area is 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 free. That area is empty, and that's what Olegana wants. Olegana Sosha wants to do. I don't think he's a manager that wants to have the ball eighty minutes trying to, uh, you know, execute a plan. No, um, it's you know he's far off better if the opponent has the ball and you know they they grab it and they're running. And, and they run at you. They've been so deadly at, you know, at, at counter-attacks, especially with um, you know, Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood. Um, and they're very individualistic if you look at them. They're so individualistic. They're players that can get that ball, run to it, um, you know, run with it, run at you, and, and, and make your defenses really commit mistakes. So maybe, that's, mm. maybe that could be an argument because he can't drop him. You can't drop Ronaldo. You can't. 
right? And, and I highly doubt it was his signing. They only brought in Ronaldo because it was because he was going to City, right? So they were like, mm -hmm. we can't let a legend go to City to our better rival. Please come home, yeah. right? Um, and there's mm -hmm. no way you're gonna. There's no way you're going. You're, you're going to. You're going to drop him. But you can see how they play with Edson Cavani. That's the better example. Um, yeah. He loves Cavani, and and Cavani does understand how to execute, uh, you know, his plan. Uh, it's it's like it's like Jota and Firmino for Liverpool. When you look at them, I mean, no, not so many managers would use Firmino to his best. I, I'm telling you, not so many of them. But mm -hmm. for Klopp, that is him, and he knows how. And and Firmino knows what Klopp wants. It's the same thing with Cavani. Cavani knows how to act like a proper striker. Ronaldo is a good striker, but you've, you know, he's, he's more like um, a Zlatan kind of you know, guy. Get me the ball, I will yes. score you the ball, right? It's yes, not yes, much yes. about simply and everything. <laughs> Get me the ball, I will score for you. I, I'm, I'm not creating spaces for you, nothing like that. I just need to, um, I just need the ball on my feet. So, you know, he has a point. Let, has let a point. Me... Yeah. Yeah, that's great, 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 great stuff there. Allow me to cut through. Uh, I want to pull Eric in at this particular moment. Uh, Eric, as you can see from the visual, Cristiano Ronaldo had different ideas of where the goal was and uh, where the ball was as well. I don't know what he was doing to our man Curtis Jones there, but uh, um, I think he thought he was um, on a rugby pitch or something like that. Uh, but I want to draw the focus. You know, we have di discussed and debated uh, what the issue possibly is with Man United. Uh, but I want to draw the focus there to how brilliant uh, Liverpool were. Uh, obviously, Paul Pogba there being sent off. But what do you think? Yes, you mentioned Firmino came to life uh, yesterday. But from um, you know, uh, from a tactical perspective, uh, what 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 do you think? Um, what do you think uh, went right for Liverpool uh, from a general tactical perspective? Um, look, I'll start with what Kosi has just submitted. <clears throat> Ronaldo was a really poor buy because I don't know what Manu or Ole were going for. Um, because you see, every successful team has that old war horse in the locker room who is just everybody who just holds everybody together and keeps the discipline up, these whispering things in people in kids' ears. Manu has Mata, it has Cavani, it brought Varane, and then you add on Ron Ronaldo. Those are four. Um, experienced players. What's the word? Those are four very experienced players. You just need one or two. I mean, we have we have we have old man Milner. That guy he does the job for us. Keeps keeps the kids in check in the locker room. So it was really a poor buy, and he has no legs. He can't play the false nine like Cavani and Firmino for his age. Even 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 Slatan did a better job maybe than him. Mm. And Ole. Ole, sadly for Ole, he just doesn't have what Musemba was saying. He just doesn't have the pedigree to command Pogba's attention, to command yeah. um, Bruno's attention, yeah. and to command Cristiano Ronaldo's attention. You see, when you're when you're a protege, you need a bad man to be your boss. Like mm -hmm. when he speaks, you really just coil. And like, yeah, so I agree he has lost the locker room and he needs to go. And for me, I'm, I'm team Zizou. I mean, Zizou may fire some life yeah. into your team. Yeah. But let's, I'm sure you have that discussion lined up. So now, what went right for Liverpool? Um, 
Salah is 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 phenomenal. <laughs> Salah went right for Liverpool, and Lady Luck really because all the 50-50, all the half bounces. That second goal that went through um, Shaw and Maguire, and then there was a ricochet. There was as if a, a proper through ball for for I think it was Alexander. I mean, there was a lot of Lady Luck on our side. Maybe the world is conspiring against Ole. Um, I'm not sure. Like the forces of football are conspiring against Ole. <laughs> those three of those goals yesterday could have been dealt with. I mean, it could yes. have been a 2-1. So what went right is just, like I said, the right side of the bed for everybody in a red shirt yesterday. Uh, yeah, Matthew, to add something, eh? yeah. that, that, that has to be one of the weakest Liverpool squads or team that Ole has faced in the past three years. That was it actually, their best starting lineup. So that shows you how, what Eric is trying to say, that everything went right for them, even when Klopp picked the wrong team. Mm. That, that, that had to no. be the best team that Ole saw outcoming. You should have been so buzzed because it was, it was supposed to be a weak, a weak team, but somehow everything worked for them and, and, and you know, they demolished uh, the, the weak guys. So uh, let me let me let me let me let me throw this one in. Um, Ole goes out, is fired by the board. Let's say mid this week or end this week, because uh, I mean, your next run of fixtures, Man United, you you have uh, you know still some tough teams to play. You have uh, obviously Spurs coming up, and then um, you you do have uh, the Arsenal who will come up a bit later on. Uh, but your next run of fixtures. Um, it's still going to be quite tough. Uh, so Zizou comes in, let's say, or rather, let me not even preempt that. Who would you say uh, would be great at this moment in time to replace Olegona Solskjaer? Musem, that's yours. Okay, before before I actually pick one, let me just say something. Let me as just put on record, first of all, uh, Musem, sorry, before you continue. Yeah. I am, I am, I am Ole in. Long may he continue. Of course. I, I would love for him to go for another three seasons so that we can enjoy, uh, you know, some some special nights like this. But sorry, go you ahead. You know, the, the other day, Ole In was trending, and when you when you look at all the, the the comments that were making that trend, that hashtag trend, it was Liverpool fans, Arsenal fans, Chelsea fans. So definitely, everybody wants Ole In. But <laughs> if you're to fire Ole today, okay. I don't believe there's any manager right now mm. in, in the world who can, who can handle the Manu team with the kind of setup that's, that's at the club. Why do I say that? If you look at the, the, the setup of the club, actually right now I don't even think we have a CEO because I think um, Ed Woodward re re resigned, though it's supposed to be effective at end of year. So who's running the club? That whole structure, there's no structure in the club. You have people like Fletcher. You have, I had, if Ole was to be sacked, Fletcher would, would, would be temporary, you know, interim uh, manager. I mean, as in, the, the whole team is a shambles. One, the class of 92 is actually influencing matters at Old Trafford right now, okay? Everybody is coming in to defend Ole. So, meaning that the influence of everybody at the back is, is an obstacle to whoever would come in. They have already said they don't want uh, Conte to come in because they feel he's not a right fit for the club. So meaning that whoever comes in 
will never be a fit for the club and will will face that kind of resistance the same way Van Hal Van Hal received resistance because he was Dutch the same way Mourinho received uh, resistance because he was you know eccentric and you know bigger than life kind of you know person people need that nice person you know I keep calling it vibes there's that whole vibes thing the United way the United way what the hell is the United way we are ten we are almost 10 years away from Ferguson and the Busby Babes Plus, and people are still talking about the United Way. So I I feel whoever you bring in today is going to face the same resistance. A few matches down the road, he loses a game or two, and you know they will call for his head, which they're not doing for Ole. So I believe yeah. as much as Ole is a terrible person, yes, he's kept stability at the club, but I don't see anyone who can run the club in this in in the kind of environment that is is behind there a lot needs to to change a lot needs to change i, I compare it with um with the chelsea chelsea setup you see chelsea has a very very strong spine at the back there in that they can fire a coach let it be lampard the legend they will call you up put you to task fire you and bring in someone else who can do a better job in no time right that structure is not at United at the moment. Yeah. We still have people who are singing Kumbaya, Ole, Legend, and all those things. No, no manager can work with that setup. That's that's what. I, but you would want to get a, a proper coach, a person like Conte, who can put put his mark, you know, and say, "This is how I want the players to play. This is how I want yeah. you to play. This is how I want to influence my players." And with authority, Eric talked about Ole having no authority. Ole actually has no authority to the point that everybody can actually question Ole's decision. Everybody from socials to his class of 92 people to his own players. You can't run a club when you have no authority. I'm telling you, if Klopp, Klopp picked a very weak side yesterday, trust me, no one questioned Klopp. I mean, everybody's like, you know, Klopp knows what he's doing. Let him do it. We we no lose. You know, so Ole does not have that authority, and it's going to take, I think, so much to replace Ole. You need to allow the manager to come in, have authority, and run run the club Something as a manager. Yeah. yeah, thanks, thanks for that. So, Eric, uh, you know, let's conclude on on all matters. Uh, Man United versus Liverpool. Um, Liverpool, I tipped Liverpool to uh, actually win the title. Uh, Musem, you remember that when we were doing EPL predictions. For the season, yeah. and my my prediction was that if if Man United, can, I mean, uh, sorry, Liverpool can actually uh, manage to keep a lot of their players fit, they will be um, title contenders. And I actually put them uh, to you know as favorites for me to to win the title. They're showing that form now. Of course, City and Chelsea are also showing great form, and we'll go into that. However, Eric, you have a potential stumbling block coming up in African Cup of Nations. Where of course Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Nabi Keita uh, will 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 all be gone uh, for that tournament for about a month and a half. Can you weather the storm and uh, you know at least uh, challenge for the title? Um, you know amidst that 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 challenge or that storm, as I've called it. Simple answer is no, we cannot. Look, the only place in our squad where we can afford to lose numbers is in the midi. Because in the midfield, everyone is not very different from the other person, with the exception of Fabinho. 
Fabinho is the only absentee that you really feel is on the sick bay. If we lose Mane, Salah, um, our wing backs on Van Dyke, then we are shaken to the core. Now look, mm. Origi, Elliot is out, Minamino, Jota will stick around, Firmino will stick around. I mean, the, the gap is so big. If we do not, if December doesn't find us with, <laughs> and it's not going to find us with a good cushion, sadly. I mean, games like yeah. Brentford. So look, we're going to be playing catch-up in January. Um, mm. But I'm, I expect I expect some serious points loss, and that could really affect us. And I actually think we're going to we won't make it across the line. We may do two number two just because of those six weeks. It's so sad, yeah. but so our hope now again is in Europe and Europe really. But in terms mm. of the Premier League, Afcon has pretty much knocked us out just because. Yeah, of the- but then again, there are like four games. I think. Four games can you can do something in four games and they're not really they, tough yeah, games they, if you look they at could actually, they, yeah, they could actually they could actually they could actually be two games they could actually be two Premier League games and um, that is because um, the way it is scheduled uh, uh, Klopp was saying that he might lose Bunny and Salah um, mid January and then you know just lose uh, just um, uh, miss them. Uh, for two games, uh, and they are very, very minor games. I think it is Watford and and some other club. Um, yes, it, it's not that was the initial. That was the initial information we had, and we we're all just chilled. Yeah. But something yeah. came out just this week, something about COVID protocols, and just the waiting time between exit and re-entry will will yeah. lead to to it being up to four to six weeks. So the games okay, increased from two, and they're like what, Matthew? Five, six now. Something like that. Some crazy. Yeah, number. about six games. If I look at uh, and you have uh, you have a crazy run there. You kick off January uh, with a game away to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Uh, that's on second January. Then you have Brentford next. Then you have Crystal Palace away. Then you have Leicester City away. Then you have Norwich City, which we expect, of course, uh, no less than seven nil. Uh, Actually, then, in Premier League, it's only Norwich that is an easy team. The rest exactly. can fix you properly. Who else? Then you no, have the Arsenal. Yeah, you have the Arsenal at uh, at, the, at the Emirates. Actually, you have Liverpool. You have a tough run of games. Yeah, uh, after yeah. the Arsenal, the Emirates, that is towards the end of Feb. You then um, you know enter March, the first week of March, uh, with the two games. At Liverpool, you you welcome West Ham to Anfield, and then you are away to Brighton, and then have West Ham is planning a top four finish. You know exactly. It's- Exactly. Things so, are so, so it, okay, the games could be tricky. The games are tricky. The games are tricky. But uh, gentlemen, we have to move away from uh, all things Man United versus Liverpool. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Eric, some words of encouragement for my man Musem. Uh, what would your words of encouragement be uh, for the rest of the season? Because, uh... <laughs> bra, bra, we suffered. There was a time when Roy Hodgson was our coach. Please don't forget. <laughs> There was a time when Paul Conchesno was about Kenny Daglish. Kenny Daglish won us a trophy. Respect, put respect on that name. He bought us Suarez, put respect on that name. But anyway, the point is... He paid more for Andy Carroll than Suarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He paid more for Andy Carroll. 
<laughs> so for me, I, I keep telling guys that the only reason we learned Olivo history, the only reason was appreciate the rise and the fall, the rise and the fall, rise and the fall of Mansa Musa, rise and the fall of the Ashanti, rise and the fall of the Ngoni. So like, we're witnessing a fall. Um, we just how how deep it will be, we don't know. But there's always a rise. So maybe when we're about 45, 50, you guys will be rocking again. <laughs> so Musa, that's about less uh, days in. Yeah, all are in, all are in. Uh, gentlemen, let's in. move. <laughs> let's move on from that. As you can see, Ole is there scratching his head, and Klopp is fist bumping. Uh, it was a fantastic result for him. Uh, but moving on to the Emirates, and uh, this is a game that actually kicked off the game week Friday night at the Emirates. Arsenal coming out uh, three-one winners of Aston Villa. Uh, looks like a resounding uh, score, but it was actually a, a little bit of a tough game. Uh, although Manchester, although Arsenal did dominate that one, uh, I'll hand it over. To, I'll kick off the action with um, uh, with Kosi over there. What were your thoughts? Of course, Emil Smith were among uh, others to dominate for Arsenal uh, in that game. What was your what was your, uh, your what was your take on the match, Kosi? I, I think it's, it's this season. It's it's been our best performance. Forget about the halftime at 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 Tottenham. I think. That was our best performance as an Arsenal team this season. And I, I, I say that putting into consideration that Aston Villa were absolutely abysmal. They, they, they didn't... For me, they were not the Aston Villa I expected. And uh, the managers, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, spoke about it. Their manager spoke about it in the, uh, in, in the press conference and said it was absolutely embarrassing. But... The consistency, everything we did, it was it, it was performance that Arsenal, you know, just it was a cut a cut and and, and copy from Arsene Wenger's book. So, so probably someone just picked it up in, in in the locker room, and you know, it was not swept under the carpet in the rubbish. And because it was a good performance, it was a very very good performance. The way we played against Aston Villa, if we play like that with Nav. With with, with with that kind of uh, you know intensity intention, I, I think everything was right. I think it was one one game where Arsenal um, just wanted to bounce back, and for for once they did that because when you expect Arsenal to do something, for example, bounce back or, or, or you know get a second successive win, they don't do that. They they do the opposite. But um, I was absolutely happy, you know, with, with that game. I was absolutely happy with the performance. Mikel Arteta going for two strikers uh, after the Crystal Palace. I, I think, he, you know, he learned from the Crystal Palace game that you just don't need to be so negative. You don't need to be so defensive. It, it doesn't help out when you play Crystal Palace, uh, Aston Villa, uh, Brighton. You don't need to be so defensive. You could be defensive against Liverpool. Um, it's understandable. It, it, be defensive against Chelsea. It's understandable. But if you defend yourself, if you start defending matches deep at 1-0 against Crystal Palace, at 1-0 against Aston Villa, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. And, he, you know, the tactics were, were spot on. I think, sort of, we caught Aston Villa by surprise. This season, they've not been so good for me. I, I mean, I don't know. They've not been so good. They're not the Aston Villa, we know. And I think um, it's, it's more of... Uh, losing Jack Grealish, we we all know mm -hmm. what he meant to them, the character, the attitude, and, and, and what he brought on the table. Uh, and also probably, it's not their second season, but I could say the second season syndrome. Because last season, they were so good. And this season, 
it's like their second season, uh, you know, at, 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 at a proper top level. They, they've been found out. They're, they're playing two strikers, Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings. The partnership doesn't work. It's, it's just not going right at the Villa Park. That, that's the truth. It's, it's not going right there. But that, 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 that doesn't take away anything, you know, uh, from that Arsenal performance. Credit to the boys. Smith Rowe, masterclass, man of the match for me. Um, Partey scoring his first goal. Um, you know, finally, I mean, what a fortnight it has been. Scoring twice for Ghana, um, then skipping one week. I mean, not, I mean, really doing a lot of rubbish in that Crystal Palace game. And in the same week, getting his first goal for Arsenal. Brilliant performance. We should keep it up. Definitely. We should keep yeah. it up. So, so, so Musem, uh, there's a gentleman... Um, who is who is now being referred to as the Croydon De Bruyne? Uh, obviously, a Croydon being an area uh, within the UK, uh, but you know <clears throat> that gentleman right there in the middle, Mr. Emil Smith Rowe, running the show, an assist, a goal um, in there as well, an assist for uh, uh, Aubameyang, and uh, you know he ran the show, he ran Villa ragged. Uh, what 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 do you have to say about um, you know not only him but um, uh, the other band of kids coming to Tavares as you can see they're standing in for Kirantini we suffered immensely much like Liverpool did last season when Kirantini uh, was injured which which he often is uh, but this season I believe a competent replacement in there not to mention the likes of uh, uh, Saka mention the likes of uh, uh, obviously Odegaard a very young core being built. And Musem, I ask you because a famous Liverpool legend, Alan Hansen, once said, you can't win anything with kids, uh, which obviously sparked um, Man United into action, and we saw the kids taking over. So, what do you think the future holds for the Arsenal with this band of kids, and in particular Emil Smith-Rowe in that performance? Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, the only thing I'm happy about is that he got me points in my fantasy team. Other than that... <laughs> But, um, but uh, uh, that was a good performance. And I think Ole and Ateta have the same problem. Not picking the right team. You, they, How can you never put out your best team? When Ateta puts out such a team... Be, they, they must be on Abramovich's payroll. There, there's something. Because when, when Ateta puts out such a team, you saw the performance, right? Like a Z, everybody in there. And, and I think... Um, Party had his best game in an Arsenal shirt. And that will be the catalyst of, of Arsenal performances. Of course, the midfield. We all know the midfield. If Pate can stay fit and show up like he did in, 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 in that game, then Arsenal will cause many teams problems. And then there's that boy, Lukonga something. Yeah. How about Sandy Lukonga? I like him because he's so forward thinking. He, he, he's, he's, he's fearless. He... He knows I will have to play this pass forward through the defense. I don't care if it gets there, but I'll play it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. That's that's a breath of fresh air for a team like Arsenal's, right? If if only Fred could just make half the passes Lukonga made in that game, trust me, would would be fun. I like that kid, and and he's very good. So yes, Ateta picked out the right team, and and the performance really speaks for itself. I. Uh, I can't wax any more about us, no, because I hate you guys, but that was a good game. <laughs> good stuff. Eric, your take on it. Um, and, and actually, Eric, I'd like you to comment on the fact, I know we spoke about the possible impact of African Cup of Nations, and we did, uh, you know, I did mention a few of the matches that 
uh, Liverpool has, which is a tough fixture over Jan January, February, and part of March, uh, to be losing people like Mo Salah and Sadio Mane and uh, you know Naby Keita and the, and, and the likes. Arsenal will be losing some players as well. They'll actually be losing Thomas Partey and Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. And the nanny. And uh, uh, oh yeah yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let I'll let Kosi um, comment on his team's readiness for that period. By me, I'll say that um, look, Arsenal is the joint second form team last five games, only yeah. behind Chelsea. It's joint second with Liverpool and Chelsea. Um, I think Ateta is 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 doing his work under the radar. But he's doing his work. Musembwa, when you're coaching kids, look, I have a bit of experience in team management from my rugby days. When you're coaching kids, an upcoming kids team, mixed in with some old horses like Abumeyang, you are dealing with a lot of moving parts regarding the kids' appetite for the big stage, then the old guy's appetite to put in a shift because they think they're not going to, they're going to make the team anyway. So when you see those guys not on the squad, I can tell you that week they were just not putting a foot in because they felt they feel that way. I'm sorry, by kids Saturday I'm playing. Come on, buy and buy. So yeah. this guy has to make some very crazy decisions that an outsider will just not appreciate. Then yeah. one week Odegaard is pussyfooting because he's a very ex and so really. Which Ole, which Ole doesn't have, that excuse Ole doesn't have it because for him he's dealing with a very seasoned squad. Yeah. Um, Ateta is dealing with a very big mix. I mean, the number of cups or years between player A and player B is so big. So you have to deal with so many dynamics. I honestly think that Arsenal is going to boss this league in a couple of years after Klopp and Guardiola and Tuchel leave. If Ateta can keep it together and wait for those Jamas to leave, 2024, no one is going to touch him, I believe. Mm -hmm. well, 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 well said, well said. Kosi, your view on that, uh, as Eric, um, you know, he swung that one back to you. How prepared do you think Arsenal are, much like uh, Liverpool uh, will be in, in the period around AFCON? Uh, you know, for the losses of uh, Thomas Pate and Pierre-Marek Aubameyang. Of course, Granit Xhaka will be back um, that time, so we expect he will be around. But in the striking department, if Alex Lacazette does get an injury, uh, it's over to the likes of Inketia and Balogan. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's scary because, you know, we are not, we are not lucky, as, as, as lucky as, as City... Uh, they don't have strikers, but they do have a big, big squad. United and, and, and Chelsea, they can, they can just rotate. And, you know, if you didn't know that they rotated, um, you won't know because the result will stay the same. We don't have the luxury of, 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 of squad depth, like, you know, like those clubs. Um, I think we have the same problems as, as Leicester City and, and, and a couple of other mid-table teams. And it, it explains the reason as to why uh, we, are where, we, we are where we are. But I think come January... If Lacazette stays fit, um, Aubameyang goes, uh, it's no problem. My problem is in the midfield because Pate contributes both to our offensive and our defensive. He's more of, um, I mean, I, I, I would call him, uh, you know, an engine. I would call him a Romdoit. I would call him anything uh, in that Arsenal team. It's it's all about Pate. So 
you either need to get a cover because El Neni covers for, for, for literally at the moment El Neni is covering for Pate. If both of them go out for Afcon, you need someone to come in. I've, I've had you know talks of Alex Exley Chamberlain and things like that, but I think what we need to do is getting someone at least on loan. I thought about uh, players like Dennis Zakaria, great player from uh, Gladbach. I think is a great great player. If you can get in someone to you know just cover uh, for Pate, because inevitably. There's no way you lose party and, you know, you're not affected. We will get affected. With with Aubameyang, you could, you, you have, a, you know, you have Matt Nelly there, probably playing at the left-hand side of the pitch and, um, and yeah. like I said, in the middle, but in the middle Definitely. of the pack, you know, in the middle of the pack, we need a reinforcement. We will need reinforcement. All right. Brilliant. I think we'll leave all uh, matters. You have the budget for it. You have the budget <laughs> we have for the budget. it. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's a loan. I, I think I think it could be a loan deal. It's always, I mean, when have we brought in serious players in January? Abameyang, Shavin, who else? It's it's gonna be a long deal. It should be a loan deal. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a budget for a January window. We haven't spent in about a year and a half, so I think I expect a marquee signing because you know our January is a special. Suarez, Van Dijk, Andy Carroll. Those are all. Those are all January people. So. Yeah, but if you look at your, if Eric, if you look at your structure now, your, your transfers are more like structured. I don't think your structure is really going to adjust for you know adjust. I am pretty sure there is a guy club so last year and said I'll buy this guy <laughs> in Afcon when when guys have gone for Afcon. That guy is. <laughs> He's Klopp, man. He's the boss. He knows. He knows best. Klopp knows best. You have Cat- Curtis Jones. You have you, you have Elliot. I think you know those those guys. Those boys are really coming up well. Yeah, yeah for yeah, the flying wingers, Mane Salah gap has to be has to be filled. No, but look at Man City. I mean, they're playing with midfielders. Uh, they're just cramming midfielders into the forward attacking game. Um, you know, we're about to lose Salah. That guy wants four hundred k a week. He's so give it he's, to he's him. going. With, uh, no, give it to know. him. Yeah, say he wants wage, to finish. Wage structure. Uh, that's not the Liverpool. Money. That's the man yeah. new way. They don't have money. You sort about the way. You, if you can't afford, you can't afford. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's move on to Chelsea. Speaking of money, these are the money bags. Uh, I think no one can doubt that. Uh, of course, Newcastle will have something to say about that in the coming seasons. Uh, we but also for now. Yeah, we, yes. Thank you very much, Kosi. We outspent them uh, in the last summer. Actually, we were the highest spenders in Europe uh, in the summer transfer window. Kosi, can you imagine uh, outspending PSG, uh, <laughs> Real Madrid, and Barcelona? <laughs> Has it ever happened? Arsenal, I, I don't know. Something was amiss. But anyways, <laughs> Chelsea, welcoming Norwich City to the bridge, 7-0, without... Uh, Romelu Lukaku, who uh, you know, a lot of Chelsea fans were worried about uh, when you know when he got injured, and of course, Kai, um, not Kai, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Timo Vana, exactly. Timo Vana, uh, but you know, Mason Mount, who has been sleepy since before since the Euros, because I was actually not impressed with his Euros performances, um, you know, but he all, all of a sudden came to life, uh, to the Mason Mount, and uh. Uh, under Frank Lampard, the one that we saw under Frank Lampard, who was on fire. Uh, so three goals there for him. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi uh, coming in as well. Reese James, who I rate very highly. And a little uh, underrated number nine in the making, 
Mr. Ben Chilwell, who has scored in his last three games. It's just that left foot of his. I, I don't understand it. But anyway, uh, Chelsea coming out 7-0 winners. Musem, what do you have to say about Chelsea as contenders for the title? Well, um, as previously, they've been up there. We've, we've, we've tipped them to, to be challengers uh, to City for the title. But Norwich is a poor team. The, the only team playing worse than Norwich at this time, I think, is Ole's team. <laughs> they're just they're, they're championship material. They're not good enough to be in the league. They shouldn't be in the league. And, and the funny thing is that they'll, they'll go back to the championship and outrun I'm everybody back. in the championship and then they'll be back. They're, they're just... It, 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 their performance was so poor. That said, yes, uh, Chelsea has, has the tools to to, to wash any team of, of such quality. And, and of course, the, the most important tool they have is the manager. A manager who has authority, who knows what he wants, and all the players must fit into that plan. It doesn't matter which player shows up on the day. You have your two best strikers out injured, and you come up with a... With a Yeah, looks like we lost him there. But Eric, uh, your thoughts on Chelsea's performance? Um, look, um, sorry. Chelsea, I didn't watch the game, I must admit. Um, I just saw the reels. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, I, I'm going to be very controversial, but me, I'm not yet a uh, flash in the pan, flash in the pan. <laughs> he's going to be found out. Um, Kante came and, and took his first Premier League first season, disappeared. He's going to be found out. And I think, I think, <laughs> I think they're going to finish third behind Liverpool and City, but they're a very solid squad. Lukaku, for me, I have a very solid Chelsea person, friend who has a very big football brain. And he told me Lukaku is a stumbling block for the way Chelsea is set up. Because everybody's trying to look for him, everybody's trying to fix him. And he's, he's just a bumbling block, you know, who is just forceful in nature. And you can see the day he steps aside, the, the floodgates open. Because people, because the more the more fluid, the more silky players are now allowed to, to you know, Express find it. the gaps and, and shimmy and, and, and dink and whatever. Lukaku is yeah. just bumbling, he's just forceful, and I believe he's going to be a stumbling block for their title run-in. Um, so, but they're going to put in a show, and Tuchel, I don't think, has three seasons in him. He will be found out maybe next year, mid-season mid next year. He's still riding mm -hmm. on the wave from the, from, from the champion, championship, Champions League win. Um, but there are only two coaches in live in England, and that's Klopp and Guardiola. Kosi, what's your take on that? Uh, he forgot to mention Ateta. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, 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 look, um, I, mean, I mean, you know, the prejudice cannot be, you know, cannot, can, 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 cannot be excused. But I think um, with Thomas Tuku, I do have a problem with Thomas Tuku since I love Dortmund so much. Uh, when he was at Dortmund, um, I thought, you know, he, he was this kind of manager that was going to, you know, 
build a, a brand of football. I'm still I'm still struggling to identify his brand of football, his style of play um, as a manager. But the good thing he has is he has he's so direct. He's very, very direct. He doesn't make things hard. And, and you saw it, you, know, you see it in that Chelsea side. Um, if they're playing Liverpool, they sit back. As simple as that. I mean, they sit back is, they, they, and get you on the break. If they're playing Norwich, they dominate you um, and, 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 open the, you know, and, and open the gates and, and, and score goals. I don't think Tuki's going to be here for a long time because nobody stays at Chelsea for a very, very long time. We all know that. Um, I mean, if he wins the title this year, which I think he can, he's got the squad depth, something that is very, very important. Uh, and Liverpool, at, 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 you know, it, you know, Liverpool fans, um, in the end, will appreciate the, you know, the fact that having a, a big squad depth or a good squad depth really, really helps. You can ask Leicester mm. City; uh, they'll tell mm. you being in the top, uh, you know, top three for almost, you know, f forever, finishing in fifth, sixth, and, and, and Europa League, and, and, and probably not even in Europa League. So I think. They can win the league. They are good. Uh, they capitalized. They capitalized on Noach's performance. I think. Look, there was no. It, it's another. It, it was another uh, one. One horse race. There was no. There was. There was no competition for me. The manager um, of Noach City needs to adjust or needs to go. One, you don't play like that in the Premier League. You don't open yourself. You know, it's like Leeds. You don't open yourself like that. It's it's. It's humiliating. It's embarrassing, right? You're playing against mm. one of the best sides in your league. Give them the respect they deserve. It. They've spent the money. They've won the Champions League. Um, you know, they they they're up the table. Give them the respect. Uh, don't make it too easy for them. Don't create the spaces mm. for them. Chelsea were running riot in in those trenches of spaces, and you know. If it's Burnley, I'm telling you, if they play against Burnley, they could lose, but they could win three 0 They could win three one. They're not beating Burnley seven 0 They're not going mm. to beat Watford, right? You know, seven 0 They're not going to. So for me, the problem is still uh, for, for the, the, the problem in that game was oh. themselves. They were so embarrassing. There was yeah. there was nothing. There was not. They, they like to play. You know the. Um, the Marcelo Bielsa kind of you know game, open up, we open up. You can't mm. open up against Chelsea, right? It, it, it's it's not yeah. it's, if, if it's boxing, you're not the same weight. Come on, but I, I think <laughs> I, disagree, I, I disagree with Eric. I disagree with Eric. There's so many good managers in the Premier League. Graham Potter is one of them. Uh, Brighton. I don't know if he can manage a you know a, a big side, uh, but he's a great manager. I still believe in Brendan Rodgers. He needs a big job. I, I would take him at Arsenal over Mikel Arteta personally. Um, he doesn't really win a lot, just like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but they, they facilitated the preparatory you know, uh, process and, and phase very well. Bring, in, mm -hmm. you know, bring them in, uh, build something, sack them, bring in a winner. As simple as that. Um, I, I think Mich Marcelo Biosa is another good manager, very, very good manager. If you give him the tools, if you, you, know, if you give him a club like, um, uh, like Everton, or Spurs, I, I think he could do the job very, very well. So I think there are a couple of good managers there, but of course, uh, the, like I said, the prejudice is, 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 is called for, I mean, um, the Liverpool, uh, Liverpool they, they've, got to, they, they've got to enjoy the moment. How many years were those without seeing a Premier League title? How many years were those um, without even, you know, being... We're going on 20, 30, 30, this <laughs> is So, 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 you know how many years, how many more years you have to wait? I think it's uh, 10. <laughs> you're halfway. I think you another 10 years. 
Maybe your hairline will receive. And you know, we're on and you know, Asno is on 20. So I don't know why you guys and, are talking. And, and, and you know, look, we, we have spent two decades without, uh, you know, winning the Premier League or even contesting. And I think United will have to spend another decade. Despite the amount of money they spent, they'll spend another decade. I called it first. I said when we are 45. <laughs> There's only well, one well constant. Sorry for, sorry for exposing our age. Gentlemen, <laughs> City. Man City are not, uh, you know, they are not, they're not, they're not, you know, lifting the handbrake. Uh, they are their usual self. Everyone thought, you know, they would struggle without the striker who they, um, you know, so desperately looked for in the summer. Uh, Pep Guardiola decided, uh, but I also think they were out of time in the summer, to be honest, uh, transfer window. Uh, but Harry Kane was not forthcoming, uh, but still much like Chelsea. Uh, no problem. Their midfielders are doing the job. 4-1 away to Brighton and Hove Albion, who um, a lot of us have respect for as a team, very organized and a Graham Potter. Uh, Gundogan uh, kicking it off. Uh, you know, boy wonder, Phil Foden, with a, with a, with a couple of goals in there. Uh, and Riyad Mahrez uh, scored, you know, putting the icing on the cake with a fourth goal. Uh, Foden with uh, an assist in there and Jack Grealish actually assisting. Uh, Bernardo Silva as well. Uh, you know, adding his, um, you know, adding an assist and really uh, being the workhorse there. Uh, so City keeping up the momentum. Um, Hussein, what, what, what is your view of, uh, you know, uh, City's run right now? They also, for me, are going under the radar because I feel a lot of the razzmatazz is, 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 is right now focused on Liverpool and, and Mo Salah uh, for good reason, as well as Chelsea. Uh, but I believe Man City, because uh, they're obviously doing things that I expected of them, are going under the radar. And, uh, you know, do they have the ability to... They certainly look like, like they, they, will, they will ride out uh, that tricky period that we're, you know, the, the period we're calling a wobbly time when Af African Cup of Nations uh, tournament comes around. It's only Riyad Mahrez, I believe, that will be gone. Uh, the rest of their players will be there. Um, so, um, what, what, what do you feel? What, what do you feel there... Uh, performances will be like uh, towards the back end of the season? Well, Man City is Man City. Um, they, have a, they have a cheat code in Pep. But I believe, <laughs> I believe Chelsea and Liverpool should run them close. If they do not get that striker, Liverpool, sh Liverpool and Chelsea should be able to run them close. Allow me to bring in something to do with Ole last season. Man City was so poor last season. I think at one point they were eighth when yeah. I think Spurs, Mourinho and Ole were top somewhere, Klopp. Man City was eighth. Liverpool was, had its issues, well documented. Chelsea had Lampard. He was fired mid-season. Mourinho is Mourinho. He blew it. Ole actually had a chance to win the league for the first time. If actually Ole was a serious coach, Last season was a chance for him to win that league. And he blew it. That's the closest he'll ever come to the league. Allow me to go back now to Pep. Pep, 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 Pep blew the window by not signing a striker. They should have gone for Hurricane before they even signed Grealish. They don't need Grealish. Mm. Actually, Grealish now looks very ordinary in that team. And in so many games, actually, Grealish has been one of their poorer or poorest performers. It will take mm -hmm. something. I can't bet on, on Pep. Pep can change any player. He can influence any player to become better. So you can't bet on it. But for now, 
and the English press is very quiet, but Grealish, 100 million pound man, very ordinary, very, very ordinary. So let's see how it goes. But because of Liverpool's uh, African Cup issues, and uh, I, I don't know, Chelsea has, you, you can see Chelsea has some, you know, frailties here and there, but I believe they should be able to run them close. We should have, we should have a closer title this season than, than, than last. Actually, last, eventually, Pep had 12 points on Ole. Mm. And people are making noise how Ole has, you know, progressed and, you know, he, we, we are moving forward. We are actually not moving forward. We are not. Ole should have won the league last season if he was serious. That was one of the weakest uh, seasons for Pep, for Klopp, and, and Chelsea was in transition. They got a new coach. So, Ole keeps telling himself that he's, he's getting close to, he's actually going farther away from, from, from the, from the, from the, from the title. He's, he's miles away from the title. Pep is still uh, the man to beat, but I believe Liverpool and Chelsea should run them close. Great. Now, gentlemen, we're running out of time, unfortunately. Um, uh, Eric, I think I'll, I'll leave you to comment on, uh, ideally, the last game of the, um, of, of the weekend's rounds uh, in which uh, the top six or traditional top six featured. And that was, um, you know, Spurs versus West Ham. And that game was away at uh, West Ham Stadium, uh, City of London Stadium uh, in there. And, and, and West Ham nicking it 1-0, Mikel Antonio uh, putting Spurs to the sword. Is Nuno Espirito Santo in the same boat, um, actually in the same car as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? No, he's not. Um, he he's so unlucky that guy. He has just inherited a squad that is tired of trying. You know, you, they have tried for the last four years, <laughs> almost. I don't know if you watched Apocalypse or that almost tag. Uh, yeah, such almost, almost Premier League winners, almost Champions League winners. Then they go for England, and the captain is almost the World Cup winner. Then he almost, almost then he almost goes to Man City. So for here, I mean, how do you motivate such people? You come in. We also Nuno at his previous at, at Wolves. It was Wolves, yes. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. He produced Neves. He produced Yota. He produced, and if he, I think he has a he has a he has a, a, a smuggling line in Portugal for players. I don't know if he'll bring. <laughs> If you bring them in at Tottenham, but his squad is tired. His money laundering, no wolves, by the way. Yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. Um, his, his squad is tired. His team is tired, and I don't think that Daniel Levy has the patience or the 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 the, the business news to start a money laundering um, outfit at Tottenham <laughs> that will get him some cheap Portuguese players. So look, Ole is alone. Ole is alone. He's at six and seven. He's nowhere near top six quality. Nuno could have been a top six quality if he had a team like Leicester, a patient mm. squad that is still hungry. He could have delivered something with uh, with uh, with such a squad. But Tottenham is just has dead bodies, and Levy won't offload them. So he was set up to fail, sadly. Kosi, where where do you see Spurs finishing as we conclude? 
it's, it's hard to say. It's it's hard to say. They they just they're just nicking performances. They just really just you know picking you know performances off the road. I think they'll oh, make. Sorry, let, me, let me rephrase that question, Kosi. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Do you spurs, Do you see Spurs finishing above Arsenal come the end of the season, and in what positions? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think Arsenal will not make top six, though. Um, I've said this, uh, you know, time in, time out, time out. I think Arsenal could finish just slightly above last, you know, last season, seventh, around seventh, mm. and then Spurs could come either eighth or ninth. I, I don't see Spurs finishing above us unless, unless Mikel Arteta, um, you know, wants to go. And, and I think he should go, but they don't finish above us there is no reason there is nothing uh you know to explain you know when they finish above us they are, they are dreadful they are so dreadful they, they can't finish above us they, they can't even finish again they, they, they shouldn't and they must not finish above us they can't <laughs> some beef <laughs> all right gentlemen i think we'll have to leave it at that uh, we'll wrap it up for now thank you all for joining uh ladies and gentlemen uh, if you've just joined, uh, feel free to catch up with the action by playing back. But most importantly, feel free to subscribe, like, and share our channel. Thanks to Musem, uh, Man United man, there for joining. Uh, you know, our commiserations to you for uh, the current predicament you find yourself in. Uh, kudos to Eric yeah, with your Liverpool team, the cop flying for now. Kosi, my Arsenal colleague. Thank you for coming on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to head down to his YouTube channel, Kosi Arsenal channel, to check out uh, some of his content, some great content. And uh, we'll be back next time, same place. Um, and, uh, you know, I wish you all a very good week. Thank you for thank you all for joining. Godspeed. Ole out. Good night, <laughs> Ole in. Long may it continue. <laughs>